Common Sensors, and of course, podcast consumers. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And this is episode 67. 67. Nearly rounding out the month of January, just kind of trucking along here. I know this is kind of like, I mean, it's very different depending where you are in the country, because I know there's quite a bit of snow happening right now. We are getting other kinds of weather that I'll mention a little bit, but this is kind of the slog that is January, uh, although, of course, we did get started a little bit late today, uh, and I will mention why after we get through some social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Of course, our YouTube channel, head over to youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Again, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. If you just remember slash go tell it to the wall, it's going to work most places. Even if you just Google go tell it to the wall, uh, we're pretty much the first thing that comes up. It isn't going to help you on my own personal Instagram account. That one is actually at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean. Uh, follow me on there as well. All kinds of great stuff happening on Instagram. And of course... Uh, if you can't remember any of those, this would be the most important one to remember, and that's SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That is our one-stop shop for everything that is. Go tell it to the wall, Sean O'Rourke Live, Common Sense Sundays, go tell it to the brewery, uh, parenting topics, all that great stuff right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. And you can link to all those social platforms I just mentioned, so check us out there. Uh, in addition to that, you're also going to find our Patreon campaign up there. Help us out if you have the means to do so. Uh, we've been adding some patrons lately, so let's keep that momentum rolling and keep this studio running. Give us the ability to bring in new equipment, new concepts, and all kinds of good stuff. So check out our Patreon uh, campaign through the website as well. Uh, and of course, if you don't want to support us through Patreon, you can support us by getting some merch. You can link directly to our merch website from SeanOrourkeLive.com. T-shirts, sweatshirts, cups, mugs, all kinds of crazy things up there. I think there's dish towels, actually. Uh, we have some dish towels up there. I don't think we've sold any dish towels. Pe more people like t-shirts and stuff, but, uh, you know, someone out there might like some dish towels with the Go Tell to the Wall logo on there. So make sure you're checking that out as well. All of that right there on SeanOrourkeLive.com. All right. Uh, I am, it's gotten a little better today, but I am a little bit worried that the studio is going to blow away. I don't think it actually is, but we, we had crazy wind. I mentioned, I know some people around the country are getting snow and stuff. We're not getting any snow. We were getting crazy rain for a little while there. Uh, but now the wind has kicked up for the past few days uh, to the point where on Friday, uh, yeah, what, uh, what day? Friday night, I'm sitting in my living room and I, I swore I heard someone outside going, Auntie M, Auntie M, what is happening out there? Uh, it was absolutely wild. I just had stuff everywhere. Was uh was visiting with a couple friends outside, distanced yesterday. Uh, they actually had their grill cover fly off and like all the way on the other side of their yard, like not even anywhere near the grill um, we, we were fortunate. I was kind of waiting for a tree to come down on our street. We didn't really have anything too, too crazy, some branches and stuff. Uh, I saw a couple fences down around the neighborhood. That was a little wild. Now, I laughed because it, it didn't, like, no structural damage. It was more of, like, a couple of little fences that were, like, blip, couldn't hold up in the wind. And I will say, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on, on podcast episodes before. You know those jacaranda trees? If you're not familiar with jacaranda, that's when all the... Instagram photo taking people in the spring when you see them taking photos of streets with these crazy purple trees and then they throw a purple filter on it looks like a different world or whatever those are jacarandas they have these purple flowers uh, people do love them I will say that but I I, I always tell people that are like oh, you got a jacaranda in front of your house it's not even on my property it's just it's on the street but I got to deal with this thing regularly and and for everyone that thinks jacarandas are beautiful, every single person that's like, jacarandas are great, they're beautiful, they don't actually live with one. Because <laughs> that's the thing. If you talk to somebody that lives with one, they will have a very different uh, take on, on the jacaranda. It's basically nonstop leaves and seed pods and those purple flowers and all kinds of stuff. And my yard and my, my not only, jacarandas in the front, I have a fairly big, like not huge, but a fairly big piece of property. Stuff For stuff to go to the backyard, it's got to go all the way over the house and like settle. Jacaranda leaves and pods all over the backyard as well, just covered. I was dealing with some of it yesterday, and I said, that's enough of that. 
still got a bunch of leaves and stuff out there. It's going to be like a multi-day process uh, cleaning all up. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm lucky that we didn't have any, we didn't lose any trees or anything. But as I was sitting in the living room on Friday going, all right, do I need to move out of this room just in case that giant tree comes down on my house? Uh, it, w- it, was, it was quite an experience. And we're used to wind here. This one just kind of came out of nowhere, and it was, uh, it sounded like hail at times. And it, like, I talked to friends that were like, was it raining? It was kind of wild out there. So uh, hopefully the studio doesn't actually blow away. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be safe, but <laughs> it, was, it was a bit of a trying time there uh, on Friday. And then the cleanup yesterday. It was like, oh, my gosh. And speaking with that trampoline, I'll tell you, I complained about the trampoline in the parenting section, not complain about having a trampoline, complained about building one. That thing was just covered in stuff. <laughs> it's like so I'm out there with a leaf blower trying to make the trampoline jumpable for my kid because it's covered in stuff, branches. And it's like, oh, my gosh, so I need to figure out some kind of cover for that. Uh, and we are starting a little bit late this week, just like last week, and I'm blaming it on the same reason. This one was even more intense. Uh, it was an NFL playoff game down there in Tampa Bay, but it did feature the hometown Los Angeles Rams. And uh, my blood pressure was going up a bit there toward the end. If you're a football fan, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, But fortunately, the Rams pulled out a win there and coming back uh, to play here in Los Angeles next weekend. All right, let's get into some digital trends now that I've ranted unnecessarily about Jacarandas for five minutes. Although it is necessary, just be aware. That's the thing. Be aware with the jacarandas. If uh, you go to someone's house with a jacar, don't don't be like that's a beautiful tree. Just because <laughs> I'll tell you, I get a lot of that. But then I get people coming over, friends and stuff. And it's I mean it's been a couple years. But when I'm dealing with the cleanup of this thing, they'll come over and be like, "Oh man, I got one of those in my yard too." And it's like, "Yep, you know what's up. It is not fun having it." So keep that in mind for those of you not aware of the cleanup that is involved with a jacaranda on a daily basis. It doesn't matter what time of year. You're cleaning up something from the damn thing. So it's going to be a... Ugh. i got like days of cleanup ahead of me around my yard. All right, like I said, digital trends. Oh, we got some interesting ones this week. I was having fun. Uh, quite a bit of fun last night. But before we get to that one, uh, hashtag Mitch Please. You've seen this one, probably, unless you don't really use much social media. But you've probably heard about the story at the very least. And people are responding to the story. Uh, with hashtag Mitch Please, Mitch McConnell to be specific. Uh, He was quoted like last week, I don't know exactly when it was, I didn't see the press conference live, uh, but was being asked about voting rights for African Americans, which is a big topic right now in the United States for those, especially for those of you outside the U.S., it's a very big topic right now, voting rights, and there's a lot of back and forth, despite the fact that we should all just kind of agree that everyone can vote. You know, I, I may lean a certain way, uh, but I, I, I think everyone has the right to vote, but here we are. So Mitch McConnell, during this uh, press conference, he essentially implied, and I'm not going to quote it exactly, but he essentially implied that uh, there's a difference between Americans and African Americans, and not talking about skin color or anything. He, he said something along the lines of, uh, African Americans are voting in the same number as Americans. <laughs> like, wait, what? What? Did you just say... African Americans are not Americans, because that's what it sounds like, Mitch. And so now people are pointing that out. Uh, and one of my favorite things is this just popped up like today. Is uh, he? There was an article saying Mitch is he's hurt that people think he's racist. And that's I mean it's it's a beautiful thing in a certain way because they're calling out the hypocrisy here, and people are digging up photos of Mitch standing in front of a Confederate flag, Mitch McConnell with a uh, Confederate bumper sticker. It's like, dude kind of hard to sit there and say you're not racist when your record speaks for itself. Uh, so if you're participating in this, continue, because it's it's really ridiculous, the, the, the types of things we let, really, especially a certain side of the aisle get away with. It's like, you know, and then you know there's people cheering for them. They're like, yeah, they're not American. It's like, holy shit. This is what we deal with in this country. It's utterly amazing. You can disagree on things, but... When you see things like this, you can see the difference in disagreeing on like a tax increase or something like that and simply uh, simply disagreeing on a tax increase or something uh, compared to disagreeing on who's an American and who has the right to vote. That, it's astounding to me that, that we even live in an in a environment like this, but we do. It just makes me want to throw up almost on a daily basis. All right, this one's a little more fun. 
less serious and a little more fun. Uh, hashtag by Aaron. And if your name is Aaron, I apologize that there's a hashtag going around right now with, uh, and this is A-A-R-O-N, you know, the typical, that, that typical spelling. Uh, so I apologize if, if, um, you know, if your name's Aaron, not likely having to do with you. In fact, the Aaron that it has to do with is definitely not listening to this podcast. <laughs> I know the particular podcast that he listens to religiously, not personally. I don't know the guy personally, but we all know who his best friend is. And that'd be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the guy lost a football game last night. Apologies to all of you that tend to tune out when I talk sports ball, but this one's important from a societal standpoint. I've talked about Aaron Rodgers before and how he flaunted the COVID, uh, the COVID restrictions and everything else, and isn't vaccinated and made a you know made a big stink about this and and he's just he's continuing to dig that hole. Yesterday he we found out oh oh is Aaron Rodgers kind of a a Trump fan here and I'm not going to say all Republicans are bad. We can all form our own opinions on that. However. There's a certain orange Republican that I just can't get behind if you're supporting him. I'm not going to do that. And that's in addition to him just flaunting everything. Uh, Social media just roasting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, It was a thing of beauty. Uh, Most of my Twitter feed and even Facebook last night was full of people getting on Aaron Rodgers for losing a game. Um, So, you know, in the end, it's it's still a game. But it's, it's great to see some karma come back on a guy. Uh, who who thinks he's just better than everyone else, and that's clearly what how Aaron Rodgers thinks and how he kind of approaches everyday life. He's he's just he's better than everyone, you know. It's like okay, buddy, calm the hell down. My favorite is looking at numbers that a lot of people are pointing out. They're like Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be his great quarterback, but he's actually not really done a lot when it comes to uh, winning Super Bowls. He's done it once. Uh, so, and, and I'm not going to get into intricacies of statistics. I enjoy them. I know a lot of our audience does not. But I will say, at least Aaron Rodgers now has more time uh, to fly down to Texas and just cry in the supposedly massive arms of, of one Joe Rogan, uh, who he happens to be best friends with. Talk about a meeting of minds. Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan. Like, I want to be as far away from that, <laughs> that hangout as possible. <laughs> Nowhere near. Like, I don't even want to be in the same state. Honestly, I just don't. I'm kind of glad Joe Rogan's not in California anymore. Don't let the door hit you, Joe. All right, this one's, uh, uh this is something that, the, the gift that keeps on giving is people freaking out about the silliest things, and I don't even know why the hell this is news. So the Mars Corporation, they own the brand M&M's. We all know M&M's, melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Do they even use that slogan anymore? Showing my age there. That, that was a very big slogan in the 80s, kids. I don't know if it's been around for a long time. Uh, but they, they came out and they announced that they're changing their, their cartoon M&M characters. You've seen these, you know, uh, off and on. They're, they use them in their marketing campaign, the talking M&Ms. Uh, really like the yellow and the red one. Where they were, and then they had green and brown and blue and, like, all these other ones. And, that's you know, it's funny, whatever. <laughs> they do tend to recycle the same commercials over and over again. I mean, the, the Christmas commercial with the two M&Ms, I th- they think they've been running that for 20 years, the same one. They don't even have to produce a new one. Uh, so they came out and they said, we're going to kind of make them a little more neutral. I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but if you're not familiar with it, uh, the green M&M wore heels and was kind of, had lips and was kind of sexy and sexy and finger quotes there, you know, <laughs> piece of candy, you know. And this, of course, I... Go to the, if you go to the YouTube, I think it's still pinned to the top right now. We had this discussion like a year ago with a cartoon rabbit, and everyone was up in arms because they she was no longer super sexualized, and now we're upset that a candy isn't super sexualized anymore. Not everyone, but a lot of people are upset about that. Oh, how can Mars do this? Like, let's just take a step back here for a minute. It's a fucking piece of candy. Not only is it a piece of candy, it is an animated fake piece of candy used from a marketing standpoint. Why does anybody care? Like, do somebody looking for OnlyFans M&Ms? I, I mean, I'm going to walk that back. Don't Google that. It probably does exist. I just, I have a feeling if it exists, it's not actually animated M&Ms. So maybe be careful Googling that one. Uh, but we're just going to keep doing this. It's really funny the things that upset people. Personally, I don't care what uh, animated candy looks like. Wouldn't have even been a thought that crossed my mind until everyone ran with it on social media. It's really funny. <laughs> the things that social media brings to the surface here. We're going to talk a, 
Actually, a little bit more about that as we move along here. Got a, got a little bit of that in mental health, actually. All right. So uh, I'm sorry if you're upset that your M&Ms are no longer sexualized, but uh, one more time. Candy. Animated candy used for marketing purposes. All right. This one I enjoy floating around the social... I'm, uh, you know... The silly, de- the debates over serious things are ridiculous, like debating, should this green M&M be sexy? Like, that's ridiculous. However, we can always have good-spirited debates about our preferences, like Halloween candy when that comes up. It's, it's still Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but have the debate. Uh, so now, of course, with the kickoff of Girl Scout cookie season, which I believe just kicked off, and I had friends hitting me up already to buy some Girl Scout cookies, uh, They there's now a, l- a little bit of a debate going around on the social platforms right now, and it's, uh, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? And I was doing a little perusing today. Uh, there is a wide range of cookie preferences. There are also some people uh, that are very passionate about certain cookies not being the best, which I found found kind of amusing. Uh, so I, I feel the need to give you my absolute favorite of the Girl Scout cookies, and it is hands down, hands down my favorite cookie uh, would be the Tagalongs, for those of you. And it's funny, I do this every year because my wife, oh, which cookies do you want? And I'm like, what's the one? i got to look up the name of it. Uh, so for those of you that don't know offhand, those are the uh, the peanut the, the peanut butter or the cookie with peanut butter on it. It's covered in chocolate. Oh man, that sucker is good. I will I they are dangerous. I cannot buy a lot of them because I will just take down a box. It's it's very dangerous. Uh, and and I will give a uh, honorable mention to Thin Mints. I I enjoy chocolate mint. A lot of people don't like it. I, there's a big debate of you're eating toothpaste. It's like. Do you know what toothpaste tastes like? Because <laughs> it doesn't taste like this cookie that I'm eating. But okay, I get it. Not everyone likes the same thing. Uh, but and the thing I always point out about Thin Mints is, is the bang for your buck. You get a lot of Thin Mints. And yes, they're thin. But you get you get like eight tagalongs and you get like 52 Thin Mints in one box. Like, okay, even if they're thinner, it's, you know. So, so give me some of the Thin Mints. That's usually my order. I'll get a couple boxes of tagalongs and a box of Thin Mints and... And work my way through those. But every, everyone's very passionate about their favorite Girl Scout cookie. It's definitely not something to argue about, I would say. But it's fun to debate and, and kind of point out what your favorite is. Uh, so maybe we should do a, a a wall fan poll and see uh, what the ultimate go-tell-it-to-the-wall Girl Scout cookie flavor is. Uh, now, I think my tag-along vote is going to count for like 10. <laughs> I'm not going to go out here and have like that funky lemon cookie be the official choice of go tell to the wall but uh but maybe we'll give it a chance to have some fun with it i always say these things and then we forget to do them i need a uh, a social media manager you know we got people that work on the podcast but not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of social media activity at times all right let's move on to some COVID updates here oh boy they're having some fun over there in dc today this is actually a direct lead-in from uh from digital trends and that would be hashtag defeat the mandates but I put it into COVID because what it has to do with, and you, you can already tell uh, what that has to do with. There's a rally going on in D.C. right now, basically put on by anti-vaxxers. Uh, and they, they want there to be absolutely no vaccine or mask mandates whatsoever. I will say, you can always tell when a rally is, is, is a bunch of bullshit if you see Robert Kennedy standing up there who believes in no vaccines whatsoever. So already you've, you've lost any kind of credibility in my eyes. Uh, but here's the thing. Just just get the damn shot. You know, if you're not going to get the damn shot, just follow the rules. At least wear the mask. If you're physically unable to wear a mask, which I haven't looked at statistics, but it's probably like 0.5%, maybe 1% of the population that physically can't wear a mask. Keep yourself out of situations where a mask is required. We don't need to have rallies at the nation's capital t- to point out how dumb you are. Led by anti-vaxxer Robert Kennedy. And that'd be Robert Kennedy Jr. For those of you not familiar, I try not to slander him too much. But Jesus Christ, he's out there spouting conspiracies about vaccines. Can't stand for that. Oh, and John Stockton. Speaking of people, this that's the thing. Is I just I can't stand the people that that think they are better than any kind of rules when it comes to COVID, and you know they just flaunt them and ignore them and think that nobody notices. You know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. He Dude was getting away with stuff that he wasn't supposed to be doing. And that's that's why he was receiving all that hate. It's 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 and I've talked to multiple people that agree with it, you know. They they say it, and it's more of like, "Okay, you don't want to get the vaccine. I disagree with you. Uh, but just admit you don't want to get the vaccine instead of 
pretending you did and, and not following specific rules that are put in place for the safety of everyone around you. And that's what Stockton's doing here. Uh, so for, for those of you not familiar with John Stockton, he's a basketball player. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, played in the 80s and 90s, for those of you that are younger. Um, but he went to Gonzaga University up there in uh, where are they? Washington, I think. I think they're up, up north in the northwest. Uh, and so... And he's retired from basketball now. He doesn't play anymore. He's, he's older. He's, like I said, in the Hall of Fame and everything. So he, he goes to a lot of Gonzaga basketball games. I think he might even live there because he grew up around there, in fact. Uh, and what's what's happened is uh, the school started to notice that he'd be sitting in the stands wearing no mask. And they have a mask requirement, not only a vaccine or negative test requirement, but a mask requirement for the entire time you're in the arena. And it, he kept popping up on video and in photos and everything with no mask sitting around crowds of people. So Gonzaga came out and said, you can't, we're going to, we're going to uh, suspend your season tickets. You can't go to games unless you're going to follow the rules. And of course he comes out and he's like, oh, this is straining my relationship, but I think we'll get better. It's like, it's your fault that any kind of relationship with, with your uh, alma mater is being stressed. All you have to do is put on a damn mask. And then on top of that, the reason, I'm sure there's other people in that arena getting away with not wearing a mask. The thing is, you have to understand uh, that the camera is going to be on you. People are going to notice you because you are John Stockton. You are well known. Even to ca- even casual basketball fans tend to know who a John Stockton is. He's he's not Michael Jordan, but he's pretty pretty big basketball player. If you're of a certain age, you you know his name, even his face. I mean, especially his face because he he's a little dude compared to uh, a lot of other NBA players. You know, I mean, not, not like little little, but he he's I think he's shorter than me, and I'm. I would be on the lower end of uh, height-wise when it comes to to NBA players, really college players too, actually. Uh, so we just we need to stop seeing this. I'm I, I get so tired. Everyone just flaunts the rules and they're above the rules and everything else. And I've said for a long time, athletes don't necessarily have to be role models, but this is an example where you do have to be a role model. We're in a global pandemic, and anyone that's doing things like this, it's it's just extreme narcissism, not caring about anyone yourself. And that's what Stockton's doing. That's what Rogers was doing. A lot of people are doing that around the country. People that aren't well-known celebrities or athletes. Look at this rally that's happening in DC today. None of them wearing masks, I'm sure. I didn't even care to look up any kind of footage, but that's what's happening. And we just continue turning our face to it and like, "Ah, okay, no, no, enough. Two years, two years we've been doing this. And the only reason we're still doing it is because people don't want to get vaccinated. They don't want to wear masks and they don't want to socially distance. We'd be done. We wouldn't have been that two weeks to flatten the curve stuff. That was never an actuality, but we'd probably be at least mostly out of it by now. But here we are two years later. Uh, here's And here's a warning heads up to everyone out there. Uh, I, I believe this is something that's popped up nationwide, but I know for a fact uh, that they have closed down a couple of them in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles area. Uh, and these are fake COVID testing centers. This was so strange to me because I, I saw this pop up and I was like, what is the, what? Is this somebody with a weird fetish that's like, oh, COVID testing. I like to stick Q-tips up people's noses. I was like, what, no, what is happening? But as you look into it, it does make sense. And what, what is happening is people are, uh, they are accessing social security numbers and things like that from people going in to get uh, a, a COVID test. And then they're not actually getting any kind of results. Their information is simply being stolen. And then whoever's running these fake sites is obviously, you know, going off to steal identities, use credit cards, whatever other kind of stuff they can do. Even if they're just uh, fishing for addresses and stuff they, to, to sell to other companies. This, these are all things that could be happening. So be vigilant when it comes to getting tested. Uh, you know, I recommend getting tested at a pharmacy. Uh, if you do have to get tested at a pop-up testing place, make sure that it is... Uh, you know, official. And I'm sure there's ways to 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 Google this, to look it up, all those kinds of things. Like I, they haven't had it for a year or so, but they had um, they had testing and vaccinations at the police museum not far from my house. So it's like, yeah, they, it, it's on police property. It's probably going to be official, you know. But if you're just rolling down the street and you see some tent popped up in a park, I'm not saying it isn't a legitimate testing spot, but be more vigilant with with ones like that because it is. It's absolutely occurring, and authorities have closed down a couple here in Los Angeles. And like I said, I'm sure it's happening elsewhere, because when, when a scam comes up, everybody, people that like to scam, they start running with that scam, you know? And we're still getting calls from Nigerian princes, like, 25, 30 years after that first started. And, you know, it's a constant joke, but they obviously it works, because they continue to do it. All right, one more thing here on COVID updates. 
And this is also another heads up to everyone. I mentioned the free COVID tests uh, that you can start ordering uh, as of last week or whenever it was. You know, that info, just it, it, covidtest.gov, whatever it was. I gave that a, that URL. I guess it's in my notes, but I'm not flipping back to the last episode. Uh, but now we have another free uh, option, from, literally from the government, and they're offering free uh, N95 or KN95 masks. I'm not sure which one of the two or if it's going to be a mix of both. Uh, they're offering up to four per person. I don't believe they are available just yet, uh, but keep an eye out over the next few days. You're going to be able to just pick them up at uh, at larger pharmacies, major pharmacies. Like CVS, I know, has been doing a ton of vaccinations, Walgreens and stuff. You're probably going to be able to pick these masks up there. Uh, four of them going to go to you just because just you're an adult. They will not have kids' ones yet, uh, but if you're in need of some N95 masks, KN95 masks, whichever ones they happen to be, make sure you're keeping an eye out for that, and uh, and that news should be dropping. I would. It look, sounds like it's coming this week. Uh, they're shipping out like 400 million uh, of these masks out to pharmacies around the country. Uh, so if you are in need, again, keep an eye out for that because they will be available for you soon, soonish. I've got some. I'm fortunate. I've got some, and I haven't had to wear them much because I, I haven't been in spaces since the Omicron spike and all that. Uh, but I do have them available for for when I have to go into uh, to spaces with people and and can't be outside and and everything else. As a thing, you can also order them, so keep that in mind. Uh, just make sure you're not ordering counterfeit ones. I talked about this from the at the very beginning of the pandemic and how people were ordering masks on Etsy and then uh, being disappointed because they weren't medical-grade masks. And it's like, Etsy? You know? So don't try to get KN95s off Etsy. That would just be my recommendation. All right, mental health. I don't want to get too in-depth this week, um, but with... Much like I mentioned in the in the digital trend space, you're always going to find situations where you disagree with people, um, and I always try to and I try to tell myself this all, all the time, and and I say it to other people. Uh, there's a term called feeding the trolls. You don't you know a lot of people are out there simply just to cause divisiveness and and upset people on social platforms, and you always need to remember that there's no point in arguing with somebody online. Uh, at, at least for the most part. Now, you want to have a spirited debate about what's the best Girl Scout cookie? Go ahead. You know, you want to debate vaccine mandates? You're probably not going to change someone's mind on a social platform, someone that you don't even know that's just very entrenched in their ways, and then that tends to, to kind of push them further that way. It's interesting how uh, how technology brings brings us... Face-to-face isn't the right word, but connects us with so many people around the world. You know, this is, this, for people of a certain age, you know, unless you're like 20, we all remember that there was a time where you, you didn't have this much information coming in your face all the time. You know, we didn't have social media. We, there, a lot of us lived in a time where internet didn't exist. Cell phones didn't exist. So we weren't as connected, you know, saying the world gets smaller with, with how we can connect with people. But that's not always a great thing. And especially if it's going to be taxing on your mental health. Because you can find anybody out there to argue about anything. There are people out there who still think the earth is flat. You know, I, I always joke, if you if you dig deep enough into the internet, you're going to find someone that is insisting water is not healthy for you. You know, all ends of the spectrum this exists, and now we have it in the palm of our hands. And like I said, that can be great. But it can be horrible for your mental health when it comes to getting into those arguments with people. And I know I've been guilty of this at times myself. I try not to, but occasionally I throw a comment out there and I'm like, well, now I'm arguing with some dude in Florida about the dumbest thing ever. And I tend to, usually I tend to step back. I'm like, cool, man, that, that's enough of that. I don't have time for this. But it's difficult to do sometimes. And that's why it's important to keep that in mind when it comes to your mental health, because if it's affecting you negatively, now if you like to get in a debate with some into debates, I see debates happening and they're like, okay, you know, that great discussion, you know, that's fine. But if you're doing it and it's taxing on your mental health, it's absolutely not worth it. In fact, there's an analogy uh, that I like to think of when I get into these situations because trust me, I, I sometimes I open up and I'm like, oh my god, I got to put it down. You know, I got to get my mind on something else. And I know this is the case for everyone, regardless if you, if you have a mental illness, a mental health problem, whatever it is. So the analogy I like to use, and, and let me caveat this with saying, I'm not wishing this happened to anybody. 
but it's something to keep in your mind when you maybe start arguing with a troll online or somebody's upset you, somebody said something insensitive. Uh, and that would be to think to yourself, if this person that's upsetting you, if they were hit by a car, would you be sad? Now, I'm not saying you should envision them getting hit by a car or you want them to get by, hit by a car. That's not the point of the analogy. The point is, why do you care what this person thinks? Why are you letting them affect you so much when if they just disappeared, it wouldn't affect you at all? So keep that in mind, wall fans and common sensors. Common sense says it's not worth it most of the time. It's just not. And that's what always gets me with people who are like, oh, Facebook's so toxic and everything else. You can cultivate your friends list to what you want it to be. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I go onto my Facebook. It's all go tell it to the wall. It's, it's, it's podcasts I work with and follow. It's bands that I work with and follow. And it's groups of people that I share similar interests with. Now, yes, there's people on there that would disagree with me on fundamental things. But for the most part, I, I don't get all of that toxicity on there. Now, Twitter, that's another situation. <laughs> I try to avoid Twitter, and like I, you got to take Twitter with a grain of salt. Um, and you can also do that with Twitter. You can do it with you can do it with every social platform. Just cultivate your friends list, your group, down to what you want it to be. Now, if you want to have debates with people, that's fine. You want to try to educate people, that's fine. That always cracks me up because people are like, "Oh, your your echo chamber of Facebook," and it's like I don't I don't go on Facebook to argue with people. I argue with a wall once a week, and if you got a problem with that, then you can contact me. But Facebook, for me, it's not a place to go argue. That's just me personally. If you like to argue, argue. But keep your mental health in mind. My mental health can't, can't, can't go that far. I just, I can't. And I keep, I keep that in mind whenever I'm looking at any kind of social media or anything somebody posts or even a news story, whatever, a news piece, you know, Aaron Rodgers doing something stupid, Joe Rogan, like I just, you know, would I care if Joe Rogan got hit by a car or disappeared? Nope. Wouldn't affect me personally. So I'm not going to let him affect me personally when it comes to other things. Let's keep that in mind. It's just, it seems so simple, but any of us that deal with social media, you know, it, it is a simple concept, but it's hard in the moment. So do your best to protect your own mental health re revolving around the digital world and social media and even day-to-day -day interactions. Is it worth having an argument at, you know, an extended family dinner? Is it worth arguing with that coworker? No, probably not. Not about something silly that you're not going to change anyway. It's something to always, always keep in mind. In, in life, but especially on social platforms. All right, we got some positive news. I love this one. Oh, man. And I will say, before I even tell it, if I was stuck somewhere and running away from, from, from people that were trying to help me, uh, this would probably be a way to, to also get me out of that situation because I, I, I would do what this dog did. Uh, so we have... The best way I can describe we had a sausage drone in England. Give you a little background on this. There was a service dog who slipped his collar and ran away, and, you know, they called authorities for help finding the dog, and they found the dog out on these mud flats, which, you know, it's it's, it's area where it's a, you can kind of walk through, but you might need a boat a lot of places and stuff, and he's kind of stuck out there. So rescuers went out on a couple boats, and they're trying to catch this dog, and the dog was running from them because the dog didn't recognize these people, and he's like, nope, 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 he or she. I don't know the gender of the dog. Uh... So what they did was rescues were like, all right, what can we do? And they had drones out there because they're using drones to spot where the dog could be in this, this larger area. So they decided like, hey, let's, let's try something out. They had a neighbor that lived nearby there with a grill and some sausages, and they grilled up some sausages, and they attached a sausage to one of the drones, flew the drone out there, dangled the sausage near where the dog was, and of course the dog started to go after the sausage. They led the dog all the way out of the mud flats and back to its owner. It ended up getting half the sausage, like halfway through this stuff. Uh, but but the dog was fine. Talk about ingenuity. I'm not a big fan of drones, but I'll tell you, sausage carrying drones. I might might, might get behind some sausage carrying drones. You throw a brat on a drone, you you could probably lead me just about anywhere because I'm following that brat. Like, you got some mustard too? Can I? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm a sucker for brats and and most sausage. I'll I'll be honest. Uh, but this is good on you, those rescuers, for the ingenuity and the, the thinking outside the box. Good on you, dog, uh, for waiting until they were going to bring you some food. I'd like to think that dog was so smart he said, no, no, I know you can entice me in a better way. And sure enough, flying sausages. And you know that dog's going to dream about flying sausages for the rest of its life. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I would. Probably going to have a dream about flying sausages tonight. Who doesn't love a good sausage? I mean, brats. Brats and kielbasa. That's, 
I got a weakness for him. Brats and kielbasa. It's kind of some of the best stuff out there. All right. Let's move along to some parenting. How are we doing on time here? Oh, we got some time. I got another game I'm going to go watch, too. I think that game's like, eh, maybe not quite halfway over yet. I try not to get distracted. I was like, can I, should I put my phone here and have the... No. I think if... I, I always get jealous because I, I listen to some sports talk radio and some other... You know, you can kind of... When you have more than one person in a studio, you can kind of split your attention. When it's just you and a microphone and a wall, I gotta got to pay full attention to what the hell I'm doing here. Otherwise, I'd just be like, oh, 20 minutes... In, oh, sorry, guys. I was just watching this, this game or this <laughs> this episode or whatever. Uh, all right, parenting. Uh, I want to give a recommendation to everyone out there. Uh, depending on the age of your kids, it's not a teenage kids thing, but, you know, 10 and under, maybe even a little older, but probably 10 and under. Uh, there's a podcast out there. I'm actually going to have a couple podcast recommendations for this episode, but this one's specifically for parents. It is a podcast called Imagine Neighborhood. Imagine Neighborhood. It's a podcast available on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, now, we've actually been listening to it for, for quite a while. My five-year-old loves it absolutely loves it uh, and the guy that produces it has created this this cool little world uh, the kids really enjoy listening to him and his voices and and everything else and and, and the, the really great thing about it is it not only it's great for kids it's geared toward kids imagine neighborhood um, you know kids of any age as long as they're understanding there's nothing inappropriate for them it's not you know I wouldn't recommend putting on go tell it to the wall podcast for your kids until they hit a certain age just because sometimes the f-bombs flow but this one geared for kids um, and it's extra great in our house because when you need to entertain your kids, you know, from a digital standpoint, we live in this world where it's like flip on the TV, here's here's an iPad or a tablet or here's a phone, play with that. Uh, instead of TV, they can actually listen to this. Uh, and the other place it really comes in handy is in the car. Definitely in the car. So if you have kids of a certain age, highly, highly recommend you check out Imagine Neighborhood. Uh, my kid absolutely loves it. And the cool thing is it's actually, it's it's pretty funny for adults at times. And, and in fact, he'll pull in like pop music or other things that are, that uh, adults would recognize. Or it's funny little jokes kind of along the lines of certain Disney movies and stuff where, you know, it is geared toward kids, but it's funny enough where parents and adults do enjoy it. And, and Imagine Neighborhood is a, is a great example of that. I find myself laughing as, as we're listening, especially in the car, we'll be listening and because if we're at home, I tend to be doing something else and not fully. But if we're in the car, I, I tend to listen a little more and I find myself laughing quite a bit. You know, I mean, not hysterically laughing, but it's very funny. And the characters, uh, the characters are amusing. And it all it usually it it all does really has a good developmental message uh, for kids. The most recent one we were listening to uh, revolved around discrimination. So teaching kids and in a kid way about uh, discrimination and how discrimination isn't good. So so definitely check out Imagine Neighborhood. Another, this one is actually a television show, but my, and if you're a parent, again, of kids of a certain age, you're familiar with this one, uh, and that would be Bluey. This is an Australian animated series. Uh, they're actually pretty great because the episodes are like eight minutes, so you can kind of break it up a little easier. My kid became obsessed, of course, with Bluey very recently. We hadn't really gotten around to watching it. Uh, if you have Disney Plus, it's available on Disney Plus. So you can probably find it elsewhere, too. I don't know if it's if it, they air it on a cable station or whatever it might be. Um, but check out Bluey if you haven't seen that one yet. This is also another one where I find myself laughing quite a bit if I sit and watch it with my kid um, because it, it is funny even for adults. It's it's a kid's show. It's an animated show, but it is funny even for adults. Although I will say this one, really for those of you familiar with Bluey, this came up recently. Someone had sent this to me, and that would be the Bluey conspiracy theory. This is right. There is apparently somebody on TikTok who brought this up. Now I'm going to get a little in-depth on Bluey here right now, so I apologize to everyone who's not familiar with the show. Uh, but on the show, it's a mom and dad and two kids. And the the mom works airport security in Australia. And the dad is is a uh, like an archaeologist. He digs up, uh, digs up treasures or whatever else. And so this conspiracy theory started with people pointing out they have a very large house, like on the coast of, uh, it's not Melbourne, Brisbane, or apologies to Australia, I'm not familiar with many of the cities, but one of the one of the cities there in, in Australia, and they're like on the coast, you know, so would be apparently a very expensive house, and they pointed out, well, on a uh, security guard and, and archaeologist salary, they wouldn't be able to raise two kids in this in this massive house. I will point out, too, this, and this is what always amuses me. <laughs> it's like, you do realize it's not real life, right? And so the conspiracy theory is, 
that uh, they they are smuggling like treasures and and stuff out of Australia because they are familiar with the airport security there, and that's how they're making money is smuggling out and selling these artifacts. Now, first of all, if that is the case, good on you. <laughs> I'm not for committing crimes and stuff, but if you're taken away from some rich dude who's funding digging up stuff so they can put it in their own house, you know, you misplace a vase or something, that's okay. It's, you know, on top, but more importantly, I don't think that's actually what's happening here. We can have fun with it. I thought it was very amusing when I read about this conspiracy theory, but that's obviously not what's happening. <laughs> Television shows are not real life, first of all. And second of all, these are dogs. Bluey is a dog. So we dogs don't talk and own houses and work airports. Well, I, I, you work airport security. I take that back. <laughs> and I guess they're archaeologists, too, because they like to dig stuff up. Now I'm seeing what, how they chose their occupations right in front of me as I'm talking to a wall. Uh, but it's not, it's not real life. They're dogs. It's animated. But even sitcoms. And that's the other thing that came up is parents are like, there's no way parents of two kids have this much time to, to do all of these kinds of activities with kids. And it's like, yeah. You know, I remember being a teenager in the 90s and being like, how do, like Seinfeld, how do these people just hang out in his apartment all day? Like, you don't have anything else to do. I'm getting up at 6.30 in the morning. I'm going and doing whatever. And I, you know, I barely have time to sit and have a cup. And it's like, yeah, because it's a, it's a show. You know, and they, they can't afford this house. Have you... For those of you not familiar with the New York real estate market, uh, it is for like a million dollars you can buy a closet in New York and, and you can live in that. So so watch some shows that take place in New York and tell me how much money they need to make for that massive apartment or house or whatever else it might be. Full house. Speaking of Bob Saget, like, I mean, yeah, he was he was like a news guy, but three kids, that, that house right now in San Francisco, that's a $4 million house. I mean, I don't really know. I'm not familiar with it. It's expensive, though. <laughs> it's not always accurate. But there is this conspiracy theory, and if you want to buy into that conspiracy theory, maybe they are international, like, jewel thieves or something. But nonetheless, uh, I do I do recommend it. It is it is one of the better shows to watch with your kids. Some shows you're like, good lord, what are we watching right now? And other shows like Bluey, you're like, okay, cool, I'll watch this with you. There's a few of those out there, and if, if you're looking, if you're a parent and you're looking for one of those, that would be one of the ones to check out is Bluey. Especially if you've got Disney Plus. They're all like right there. I don't know how Disney owns part. If, this is my my kid, my five-year-old. She's like, she know you know knows Disney characters and has been learning them with the, and we don't even watch that much TV, but she's like, how is Bluey on Disney Plus? She, she was like, that doesn't seem like a Disney thing. They must own some kind of, uh, probably U.S. rights to it. Because like I said, it's, it is an Austra- it's produced in Australia. It's Australian broad- broadcasting company, which of course that came to my mind. Knowing the the Disney umbrella, I was like, oh, they just they just took it because it says ABC, Australian Broadcasting Company, not America. Yeah, yeah. There's like two people that are like, ha, ha, ha. All right, one more thing here on parenting, and then we're going to move along to some common sense. Uh, speaking of masks, this is, I'm going to just give you, give another good on you to, uh, to my particular school district here in Los Angeles. Uh, LAUSD, I mentioned them last episode, or maybe the one before that, about how they are now requiring teachers to wear Upgraded masks, not just cloth masks, you know, uh, can uh, the N95 masks or the surgical masks. We actually just got word uh, a couple days ago that they are now going to require kids, students, uh, to wear at least a surgical mask. And you might say, well, that stinks because now you got to go buy, out and buy a box of masks. You, in fact, do not have to. The school is going to provide the surgical masks. Uh, and I kind of had a feeling this was coming because my, my kid was coming home last week uh, double masked, had a surgical mask under her her regular mask, and she has slightly upgraded masks. Uh, just a little side note, if you're a parent and you're looking for slightly better masks, they are not uh, N95s, but there's a company called Enro, E-N-R-O. Uh, these are actually higher rated than your regular cloth masks. So if you're looking for something like that, and they do have the nose wire and everything else, that's the thing. They are requiring kids to have the nose wire now, which which I get. <laughs> I have a lot of cloth masks too, but then if I'm if I'm going somewhere, I know I'm going to be wearing sunglasses, or I need my my regular glasses. Then I I'm like, okay, give me one of my nose wire masks because that's going to fog up my glasses here. Uh, so good on you, Los Angeles Unified School District, and I'm I'm happy to see the extra caution. Uh, my kid, not bothered by masks. I, you know, I apologize if you're out there and your kid hates masks or something. Every parent that I know personally and that has kids that I've talked to, uh, th- none of them have problems with masks. My kids just, in fact. And I was, jo- I was joking with it. I can't even think of who I was joking with. I think it was a, another parent recently. 
Um, because with the colder weather in the mornings, you know, we walk to school, my, my kid will get out the door and she's like, mask, mask, mask. When, when we're not even close to school, there's nobody around us, but it's cause it's cold out. So she's like, let me warm up my face with the mask. It's, you know, this gender, it's, it's amazing kids, it, you know, they're like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And then we have adults throwing, literally adults throwing temper tantrums in stores. There's footage of adults throwing temper tantrums on the floor in stores because they don't want to wear a mask. All right, some common sense here. I guess in a way I'm going to say rest in peace. But it was, it's one of those things, it's so difficult these days. And for me, it was, this one wasn't as difficult. I'm sure you heard Meatloaf. The the artist Meatloaf died uh, what, last week or whenever it was. Um, it was very sad. I was never a big fan. I, apparently, I have lots of friends who were big fans because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I, I loved Bad Out of Hell. That was one of his albums, I guess. Or Really, I just know I would do anything for love or whatever that song is. I'm not a big Meatloaf fan. And Fight Club, of course. Um, you know, And I know Rocky Horror, but I was never a big Rocky Horror fan. So the interesting thing is, and it's so funny because when this happened, it was like early in the day, we got, everybody's like, oh my gosh, RIP, RIP. And then suddenly the news came out why Meatloaf died. Uh, he actually died of COVID, staunchly refused to get vaccinated. And I'm absolutely at the point where I just, I cannot feel bad for anybody dying under these circumstances because they're refusing to do everything they can to not die. It's as simple as that. Um, and there's an old saying. You reap what you sow, and that's that's what happened here. I'm not gonna feel bad for him. I know we had lots of fans, but I'm just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel bad. I know I said rest in peace, but really, you dug your own grave is is probably more the phrase I should use there. Uh, we had a fun little cryptocurrency crash. I still don't fully understand cryptocurrency, but apparently it's lost about 50% of its value since November. So uh, if you have a lot of money in crypto, go check on your whatever they call wallet. It's not even a you know, I know the term portfolio, which is kind of silly, but like I have a portfolio, but crypto wallet and you know, all this so much crypto just everywhere. And again, they lost a massive amount of money and it's, crypto just continues to be popular. Just, I, I see celebrities doing ad campaigns, athletes taking part of their salary in, in cryptocurrency and this stuff I don't even understand. I still don't know what the hell this Ethereum stuff is. Is that a cryptocurrency? Is it something to do with? I don't know. So if you're making money off crypto, that's great. But common sense says if you don't even understand it, maybe don't mess around with it. Because I've seen people try to explain cryptocurrency and you're like, I I know you're explaining this to me, but do you understand what it is? Because it doesn't sound like you do, but yeah, that's great. You got a bunch of money tied up in it. Uh, So that would be the common sense. I, I always joke and it's fine. If you've made money, good on you. Make money off this junk. It's whatever, but... It, it just seems like we really don't know what it even is. It's just kind of a bubble waiting to burst, <laughs> you know? Uh, something I will not be getting involved with ever. That and NFTs. I don't care. How many people try to get... Nope. Nope. Even if you could gift me some NFTs and I'd be like, can I just gift these to somebody else? And I was like, oh, I already had that one. I just right-clicked it. <laughs> all right, uh, Carhartt. Carhartt all over the news. If you don't know what Carhartt is, this is like a work clothing brand for people that work, you know, construction and outdoors stuff. And and over the past few years has been kind of co-opted as a bit of a hipster brand. You can't go anywhere when it's cold out and not find a few people wearing Carhartt beanies. The, and the one that got me the most was, uh, it was either New Era or 47 brand, for those of you familiar with, with hat companies. And uh, they did a Carhartt New Era team hat. And it's like, Okay, Carhartt makes hats. New Era makes hats. So is this New Era making a Carhartt hat because people are such big fans of Carhartt? Anyway, I'm getting tangented here, but if, if you've seen this one across social platforms or anywhere else, there's apparently a big boycott of Carhartt. And this is resulting from a bunch of snowflakes freaking out that Carhartt has a vaccine mandate in place for, for their company, much the way uh, that Vans does now, um, you know, VF... Uh, uh, VF Corp has it for all of their brands. Now, because of the crossover, the Venn diagram of, of conservatives who wear Carhartt, you know, it's a pretty big crossover there, of course. Uh, they're all burning their Carhartt stuff, throwing it away, and talking about how Carhartt is terrible and everything else just because they have a vaccine mandate. Uh, once again, 
I'm going to point this out as I pointed out when people were burning their Nikes and certain sports jerseys and everything else. And the company doesn't care if you burn their stuff. Here's the thing. They got your money for it. So you're, you can say you're not going to buy anything else. However, burning stuff is really not moving any kind of needle when it comes to a boycott or a company's bottom line. You have already paid for it. You are simply burning something that you own. It's pretty simple like that. And the other thing I will say is, it's, I mean, Southern California, it's not super cold right now. Uh, but in parts of this country, it is very cold right now. And there's probably a lot of uh, houseless individuals out there, kids that, that their family can't afford nice winter clothes that would really be happy to have your nice Carhartt jacket, sweatshirt, beanie, whatever it might be. Consid even if you're that type of person that's like, oh, I'm never wearing Carhartt again. Instead of burning it, consider donating it. Be a, at least a slightly decent person in this case uh, instead of just wasting it. You've already paid for this shit anyway. You know? That's the thing. As I've never really boycotted, you know, I don't know. I'm sure I have and been like, I'm not doing this anymore. And, you know, but I, I don't make a big production of burning anything. If I don't like something anymore, I donate it or I throw it away. Pretty simple. I don't know why people have so much trouble with that. All right, let's get into some entertainment news and wrap up episode 67 of Common Sense Sundays here. That's my go tell it to the wall mug of water. That one almost was straight whiskey today after that Rams game. Oh, fellow Rams fans out there know what I mean. Sitting there like, this is great, this is great. Whoa, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. This is great. <laughs> up, down, up, very emotional. <laughs> and not like serious emotional. I mean, it, it's it's a game, but you're just, you know, you're watching a game and your team's doing real good. You're like, yeah, this is great. And then suddenly they're not doing as good and you're like, uh-oh. And then they pull it out at the end. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, all right. What I'm listening to this week, my shirt does not match it. Uh, for those of you that are jealous of my shirt, you can't actually buy this shirt anymore. This is a lovely zombie teeth clothing design uh, done for the for the Barstool Preachers. Uh, but it's I'm not promoting the Barstool Preachers this week, despite the fact that I pretty much promote them every day of the week. I've got a big push there with our fan group on Facebook if... If you're a fan of Barstool Preachers not in the fan group yet, make sure you get on there and join. Uh, but the one I'm listening to this week is The Streets, a.k.a. Mike Skinner. Uh, now, you may say, well, Sean, that is not a normal genre that you talk about. You're right, it is not. I don't listen to a lot of electronic music or dubstep. I do, however, listen to a lot of The Streets. Again, a.k.a. Mike Skinner. Uh, I've been a fan since early 2000s, a friend of mine in film school from film school, actually turned me on to them. And uh, the reason I was listening to them this week is they just dropped a new track called Wrong Answers Only. Wrong Answers Only. Check that one out. Uh, and if you're not familiar with the streets at all, Mike Skinner has, oh my gosh, one, two, three, four, five or six albums. Uh, their, his album from 2020 was actually in my top 10 uh, that year uh, during the holiday episode. Uh, but highly, highly, highly recommend at least checking out the streets, even if you're not really a electronic dubstep fan. Uh, they, it's fan. I, I mean, some albums better than others. And if you if you haven't heard of them and you are going to start listening to uh, to the streets, uh, definitely start out with original pirate material. Uh, but I enjoy all of the albums um, in their own way. It's just original pirate material is like chef's kiss of an album. Um, highly, highly recommend them. Another. That's the thing. I've never seen the streets live. I don't even know if, if Mike Skinner has been over to the U.S. to perform. He's always got stuff going on over there in the U.K. All right. Uh, when We Were Young Fest, if, if you're in the punk, ska, emo, pop punk scene, you saw this this past week. It dominated my social feeds for like two days, at least two days, and it's still, still floating around. I'm not going to sit here and criticize. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk of logistics of the event. It's like 60 bands, and it's... they're. Real quick, 60 bands, if you're not familiar, performing in one day. And you know, Somebody did a breakdown. It's going to be like 20-minute sets, and that's fine. Three stages. It's, it's just a lot to pack into one day. I, I'm not going to complain about the logistics of it. I'm, I'm certainly not going to sit here and insult bands that clearly have followings. That's the thing. Uh, I will say there weren't really any bands on there that I was like, I got to go to this, me personally. Uh, but I recognize a lot of them. Like, oh, yeah, no, they have fan bases and everything else. Uh 
the one thing I would like to point out is it's the When We Were Young Fest, uh, which did succeed in eliciting a certain feeling from me, and that was the feeling of I am, in fact, old. Now, first of all, I, I wanted to read the entire flyer that was on social media with like 60 band logos on it. Uh, after I got past the first like two lines and they started getting smaller, I had to pull my glasses out. So I'm like, okay, glasses are out. And I'm looking at all of them, and it's all bands that were uh, that became popular when I was an adult. So, so for me, it's not the when we were young fest. It's the when I was an adult fest. A young young adult, like in my 20s, was when all these bands became popular. Um, now again, if you're into them, go check it out. Just just be safe out there and, and make sure you make sure you schedule all your time. Because I, like, I immediately went to Punk in the Park and I was like, oh my god, that was two stages. It was only two stages, not three. So many less bands than, than this thing's doing. And we were running back and forth. It was like, up, oh, running from stage to stage to catch the next band we wanted to see. So I imagine it's going to be kind of kind of nuts out there. So just be safe if you are going out to that. Uh, and that's in Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, Punk Rock Bowling is officially postponed. We kind of knew this was coming. Uh, they officially postponed it this past week. Um, and I've mentioned this over the past couple episodes. I, I think September is better anyway. Uh, they are postponing it out of caution. I, I'm really hoping that we're going to be at a, in a better place in, in, in May. Uh, and in fact, I plan to be at a very large show in March. So fingers crossed. Uh, but I think they're doing, out of, doing it out of an abundance of caution. And again, I think September weather-wise is, is kind of a better way to go uh, as far as the Vegas weather. Uh, Punk in Drublick. They had three of those dates announced this week. Three. You got Ventura, you got San Diego, and you got Tempe, Arizona. Now you're probably like, oh, Sean, clearly you're going to go to the Ventura one, or maybe the San Diego. No. I am actually making a road trip on March 19th out to Tempe, Arizona to see the drunken drunken punk and drublick stop there uh, at Big Surf in Tempe, Arizona, uh, again on March 19th. And the reason is that's the best lineup of the three of them. Uh, not only are you getting a little no effects, which I'm like, eh, me First and Gimme Gimme's, if you've never seen Me First and Gimme Gimme's, highly, highly recommend them. Bouncing Souls, I very much enjoy. The Last Gang, who was, they're playing all three of them, but I will get to see them in Tempe. And most importantly, I will be seeing the Venomous Pinks, who are not playing the other stops. Um, so that was why I decided it was road trip time. Me and my sis going to make a road trip out there March 19th. I'm hoping to see a couple friends while I'm out there, uh, but I'm going to be in Tempe for that, that massive thing. And by far the best lineup of the three, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. I wouldn't argue if someone's like, no, Ventura is the best lineup. I'm like, cool, that's what you like better. You know, Pennywise has a huge fan base, and they're playing Ventura in San Diego, and they're not playing Tempe. So it's like, I get it, but I'd rather see Bouncing Souls than Pennywise. And I, I, I take any chance I can get to see the Venomous Pinks. Um, and if you're interested in Punk and Drublick, but you don't actually want to go to any of the stops, they have released a documentary. Fat Records has released a documentary. It's available on YouTube. You don't even have to rent it or buy it or anything. You don't even have to have a streaming service. You can just watch it on YouTube. So check out the Punk and Drumlick documentary. Uh, and Venomous Pinks, like I said, I take any any and all chances I can to see them. Uh, if you're in the Southern California area, I will be checking them out in Pomona at Characters. I've actually never been to Characters. I've been to a lot of shows at the Glass House, but I know the uh, Characters is a popular uh, popular little venue out there in Pomona. So I'm going to be seeing them on February 5th at Characters in Pomona. So if you're in the Southern California area and you like some good punk, uh, Come, come see me out there. I'll throw some, throw some stickers at you. Some go tell to the wall stickers. And I want to end on this. I, I've been, I, I always kind of forget to do this, but I, I, we try to lift up uh, other broadcasters and podcasters, artists, musicians, people that are making a difference uh, in the scene now because of where I spend a lot of my time, you know, in, in fan groups for certain bands and everything else. And, and that's where I do most of my networking. We tend to talk about those things. Uh, and this would be another one of those I have mentioned uh, this particular podcast before, but it's been a while, so I want to give him another shout-out, and that would be The Morning Buzz with Jimmy. Uh, this is a great podcast, been around for a while. I want to I say at least a year, maybe, no, it's probably around a year. Don't quote me on that, and Jimmy, if I'm not giving you enough credit for how long it's been on, just, the past two years all just meld together for me, I'm like, ah. And I've been, I've been listening to Jimmy for, for a while. Morning Buzz with Jimmy, it's available on YouTube on Saturdays, uh, I believe 10 a.m. is when they usually drop. Uh, now, of course, much like with Go Tell It to the Wall and Common Sense Sundays, once in a while, it's not every Saturday there will be one missed, scheduling conflicts and everything else. But Saturday's at 10 a.m. Now, that would be 10 a.m. Eastern. That's why I'm not positive on the time, because I never catch it when it first drops. Uh, 7 a.m. on a Saturday is something I try not to see. Uh, and if I am seeing it, it's because my kid is jumping on my bed and trying to get me to get up and do something. So I'm 
quite distracted and can't walk away and, uh, and, and watch a podcast. But it's available after that time. You can watch it whenever you want. That's the beauty of podcasts. Uh, and this one I highly, highly recommend checking out on YouTube. Uh, again, The Morning Buzz with Jimmy. Jimmy does some great stuff over there. Uh, podcast out of Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh area. I don't know if he's like Pittsburgh proper, but that would be the big city nearby. All right. That is going to do it for us. Uh, make sure you're checking out all those things. Hopefully, uh, hopefully by next week, we will be in a slightly better place. Uh, there should be an episode next week, but we got some stuff coming up. Uh, so I'll keep everyone in the loop on that. But uh, most likely next week, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, and in the meantime, don't forget, you can follow us on all the social platforms, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Make sure you subscribe to that. Uh, and of course, my own personal Instagram, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean. And most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that one. Check back often. You're going to find stuff that, that is exclusive to the website, uh, including our Patreon campaign and our merch website. Get your Valentine's Day gifts sorted out. We're less than a month away from Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm going to have a fun Valentine's. I think we're going to have fun with it. Maybe we'll find something funky. And uh, maybe I'll get my wife to sit in here. She tends to. She's like, I got to listen to you all. The, why? I'm not going to listen to you <laughs> when I don't have to. I don't blame her. Um, but yeah, make sure you get your, your common sense merch in time for Valentine's day. Uh, like I said, we should be back next weekend. Uh, but if we're not keep everyone updated on everything, we are going to miss a couple of, not miss, but we're going to have a couple Sundays off here and there. Uh, might try to squeeze in some regular go tell to the wall episodes in the meantime. Uh, but until then, this has been episode 67 of common sense Sundays with go tell to the wall hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. No matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>